Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action helping others and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Hello and welcome back. We have a really cool show. This is a show that is by request of our coaching clients. And it's something that a lot of you guys are struggling with. The topic of today's call, today's show, is how to price hard how to price hard to price homes in this market. So how to price hard to price homes in this market. So Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Julie, Julie. Oh, you know what? <laughs> User error. Hold on. Hey, you there? Hey, lady. Hey, you un you unmuted me, yeah. did you? Okay. No, I didn't. Unmu- <laughs> so, I didn't unmute you. You're still oh, muted. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Then yeah. Back to you. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to highlight a great coaching client from the Facebook page. If you're cool with that. Yes, ma'am. All right. There's several here, but I'm going to just do this most recent one from Krista Bailey Mann. Krista writes, I'm excited. I got my foot in the door with a big commercial deal, leasing and potential property management, eventually a sale. I called a past client on her birthday last week to set up a birthday lunch. And she mentioned at lunch today that they have a commercial building and they're going to be charged outrageous commissions up front and it's a bad deal. So she asked me to get in touch with her husband about it. I wouldn't have had this opportunity if I hadn't wowed them as a buyers, uh, as buyers in a tight market, and so much of that was due to Tim and Julie's coaching. I wasn't content waiting for the right house to pop up for them in the magic listing system, MLS, and, uh, and they so appreciated my willingness to be bold and work hard for them. Now that's continuing to pay off. I'm no expert in leasing commercials, so I have tapped someone with a lot of experience to co-list with me so I can earn while I learn. Thanks, Tim and Julie, for helping me to be a better version of myself with, a, with your fluff-free coaching. Isn't that a nice Facebook post? So kudos to you, Krista Bailey Mann, for, you know, look at all these things that you took action on. You called your past client on their birthday to have a face-to-face. That's better than just a quick text or a post on Facebook. You're, you're prospecting them. You did a great job in the first place finding them the right house in a tight market, and now that's starting to pay off with some new opportunity. And I also have to point out, just for the rest of our listeners, that Krista could have done what most agents would have done and said, well, commercial isn't really my cup of tea. Let me just refer it to somebody. Okay, But no, she said, I'm going to earn while I learn. I'm going to co-list. I'm going to get some help, and I'm going to learn this stuff, so I've got a new spoke. So nice job on that, Krista. Kudos to you. Keep up the good work. Back to you. And so, Julie, you need to say it's such in the uh, Facebook post. I'm looking at it right there. So yes. tell Krista Bailey Mann in Facebook. I can't multitask, You're proud of but I'm about yeah. to. I know, yeah. Oh, you finally have accepted the fact you can't multitask. Yeah. Good for you. I'm not going to talk that's... and type at the same time. I'm not doing that. And that's good. But I will I appreciate that. that. Yes. We did a podcast before on um, multitasking and the fact that it is a myth. And then when you try to multitask, actually, you end up doing nothing well. So it's kind of a, like one of those all-in-one yeah. machines that they used to sell that was a printer, copier, you know, could do your <laughs> dishes right. and vacuum your house. They did everything poorly. That's what multitasking is. Well, so, it's true. Um, and, you know, they've proven that you're not actually physically or chemically multitasking. You're just having your brain turn things on and off faster and that it actually wears your brain down. So I'm trying to follow my own research on that and just take it easy on posting and talking and podcasting at the same time. 
Anyway. Hey, why not, right? There you are. Yeah. Right. Hey, I have a fun announcement. This is I can't give any details about this because I promised mm-hmm. I wouldn't, but I'm going to I threatened I would brag about uh this individual <laughs> agent's incredible uh sale. So I'm going to brag just because I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So the largest yeah. single commission check I ever have seen from a single transaction was just received by one of our coaching clients, and the commission check was for basically $2 million from wow. one transaction. Yes. And, uh, nice. yeah, so that was a pretty good single-day paycheck. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. So I can't say who it is because I promised I wouldn't. Um, and I know he listens, so. But you know who you are. Congratulations! I told you I would tell everyone on our podcast, so I am doing that. Um, and uh, to his credit, to his credit, he's being very classy about the sale. He wants to keep his buyers, um, you know, he wants to keep his buyers' information private. But he did tell me something funny, and I don't think I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. The rumor in town is that uh, this this particular property is being purchased by Tom and Giselle, you know, basketball or the football player and the you know model, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. so everyone in his town thinks that he represented those two in the purchase of this particular <laughs> property, and it That's wasn't funny. true. The people buying it are these people in their 60s, very sweet people, evidently. But and in and, and, and any event, yes. All so, about perception, and I'm right? also hearing. I'm also hearing from a lot of other coaching clients that they're having their best years ever. Um, And I always have to remind them, we talked about this a little bit the other day, but it's worth mentioning. If you're not experiencing your best year ever, uh, it's probably because six months ago probably you weren't doing what you were supposed to do. You weren't doing what you didn't want to do when you didn't want to do at the highest level. When I go through, like, for example, the transaction I just told you about, the mega you know, commission check you just received, that deal started probably this time last year or thereabouts. You know, even normal transactions in this market, two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand dollars. The average sale price in the United States is like two hundred twenty-five grand. Even normal deals, they're gonna take from your initial contact to closing in a market like this, maybe five months. So if you're not experiencing abundance right now in your business, it's because you frankly were not doing what you were supposed to have been doing late last year. And that is a cycle that you need to just accept as being true. So many people do not think about, and this is another podcast topic we did a while ago, but so many people do not have any sort of emotional attachment to the future version of themselves, but they can sort of very lucidly feel how they felt. So they can they attach themselves to how the past version of themselves but when given an opportunity to you know, say, hey, how about we put you in a position now where you can be doing something so the future version of you is very grateful to the current version of you, um, it's a little game Julie and I have always played with ourselves to keep ourselves, uh, keep our emotions between the lines and that when, you know, you, when you're experiencing a certain level of success, like just whatever it is, like that you know, commission check I just told you about, or all the other coaching clients we have that are having your best years ever, I always tell them, and it's always important for them to remember, that it's the past version of themselves that they need to be celebrating, who was willing to do it that past, you know, to do what they didn't want to do and they didn't want to do at the highest level, that was willing to make those contacts, was willing to put in the extra time, which was willing, you know, and are you doing that now? Because what typically happens is, is when people experience a, a lot of success, a lot of money, is they have a tendency to stop doing what they don't want to do and they don't want to do at the highest level. And I had this very coaching uh, call with another great client last week, and we talked about it this week. So he had started to show little, you know, we talked, you know, early warning signs. He started to show little 
cracks, deviations in the way he's supposed to be doing business. He wasn't pre-qualifying every time, wasn't sending a completed pre-listing pack, and he also confided in me he wasn't following his uh, diet. He wasn't at OTF. He goes to OTF. He wasn't at OTF. He wasn't working at, at working out as hard as he could. Just It wasn't just one thing. It was a whole bunch of things. And I pointed that out to him. This is what a coach, a good coach does, is a good coach is always going to be operating on a level, observing, celebrating the victories, but observing, looking, making sure that – because it's very difficult, for, as I just stated, for people to look into the horizon. People cannot attach themselves emotionally to the future versions of themselves, and that's what a great coach is supposed to do. A great coach is supposed to be on the lookout for the client's blind spots, and so on this call – what I tried to do is be a great coach for him and look out for his blind spots. And he came to the call today with this list of, you know, six things, frankly, that he knew he, he had been not doing at the highest level. And he knew uh, because he's has business maturity. Now he knew that if he had uh, allowed those things to continue, that those tiny little cracks would have grown into fissures, would have grown into, you know, big, you know, huge landmines and just the whole thing would have been a big mess. And so to his credit, he identified what those things were. Some of them were personal. I told you guys, and he's, he fixed all of them. He took corrective measures to get himself back into alignment with the person he wants to be because if he allowed those things to manifest, if he allowed himself to slack at OTF, if he allowed himself to eat crappy food, if he allowed himself to maybe have an extra glass of wine a day, if he allowed himself to back off the phones and not set a listing appointment every day, all those little things, the accumulation of all those in essence, bad behaviors that aren't in alignment with what the person he wants to be. Six months from now, he had been paying the price in a bad way for that bad behavior. You guys understand? Now he's enjoying the best year, the start of the year. He's enjoying more success than he ever has, uh, you know, a consistent success, but it's coming from the accumulation of the, the things that he had done six, eight months ago. And now he needs to be reminded, and all of us do, to continue to do those things every single day. The challenge, and this is the reason that saying that Julie and I created, we don't even know where it came from, the ether basically. You know, if you want ever-increasing long-term levels of success, you have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. All three of those elements are incredibly important. Um, and again, this is a topic that you need to internalize and think about. Doing what you don't want to do is pretty much anything that's going to result in you hearing no during the course of the day, right? When you don't want to do it, which let's be honest, nobody wants to hear no ever, so it's going to be, you know, when you don't want to do it all the time. At the highest level, that's the tricky part because a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll start faking it. And a lot of you listeners, you're fakers. You will call it in. I made contacts today. Blah, blah, blah. What'd you do? I called around 11 a.m. when nobody was home, even though you told me not to call at 11 a.m. when no one was home. I left a bunch of voicemails. I left 20 voicemails. I made my contacts. You did not do what we told you to do. You did not do what we told you to do in that you weren't doing it at the highest level. You were trying to fake it. You were intentionally calling, consciously calling during a time of day when you knew you, no one would answer the phone. And you were doing that. Why? So true. Because you were not internalizing doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. You know, it's good if you're going to go to the gym. We're big advocates of OTF. We hate OTF, but we love OTF. Just like we did, we hated prospecting, sure. but we loved prospecting. Right? But Julie just and I stop did there for not- a second. Why? Because it's for the exact same reason. We hate OTF, but we love the results. We hated prospecting, but we loved the results. You don't have to love right. prospecting because that is highly unlikely. So stop trying to convince yourself there's something wrong with you because you don't. Nobody does. 
but you should love the results that it affords for you and your family through the opportunity of helping other people at the highest level. That's the difference. It is exactly the same because I, you know, I don't see myself ever loving OTF. That's for sure. Ever. Other than well, the results. So I just, uh, our <laughs> our uh, producer just reminded me. So listen, guys, you, many of you, absolutely positively are desperate in desperate need to speak with one of our new member coaches. You know you are. You've been delaying it. You're procrastinating it. You do not have your lead generation wheel put together. You don't even know what I'm talking about. You're not, you have no clue where your uh, leads are going to come from this year. I've made it, and Julie and I have made it super simple for you. All you've got to do is text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, uh, to 31996. Text the word Harris to 31996. And you will be entitled to a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. But when you do that, we're also going to give you six free books, the two books that, frankly, you should have already downloaded by now, Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate, which is based on Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, the public domain version. And we're also going to give you Real Estate Treasure Map. The Real Estate Treasure Map is the basis for pretty much everything that you should be doing in your business. It's going to walk you through step-by-step -step goal setting, goal planning, everything that we just talked about that I was referring to uh, with regards to early warning signs. Every single aspect of your business and personal life is this is the fill-in-the-blank business plan. It's not even a business plan, truthfully. It's a fill-in-the-blank life plan. We give that to you for free, and all you've got to do is text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, and just text the word Harris to 31996. Text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. So, Julie, let's get to our points. Yes, so this is a popular request straight from some of our Douglas Elliman uh, listeners in New York City, but I think that this certainly applies to everyone. And I also uh, kind of dusted this off because there's been so much discussion on the Premier Coaching Call about pricing lately. And so much of that is surrounding a changing market, just makes sense. And agents and brokers feeling a little bit like this whole pricing thing has become more of a moving target and something you've got to be more careful about. The lower the inventory and the more buyers there are for each listing, you can make some kind of pricing mistakes, Maybe, and maybe it's not a mistake if you've got enough buyers bidding on it, and the market will correct for you. You don't have to be as careful as you do when things are changing, and particularly when buyers are getting a little bit more nervous. They're saying things like, maybe I want to wait. I see a lot of price reductions happening. So I wrote down secret number one that, well, actually, this is one of the ones down the line. The, the best price reduction script is the one that you never have to have, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be learning them because using them up front and pricing it right in the first place is your key to happiness. So we're going to go over pricing rules, and this probably will take us uh, at least one or two podcasts. So take some notes, and this should clarify and make your life so much easier with pricing. Pricing is a challenge for everyone, you know, even grizzled veterans at some point when the market changes or they're a little bit out of their fishbowl, they're in a different neighborhood, different price range, different scenarios. So this is for everyone. Secret number one, a great seller pre-qualification script pulls out critical facts so that you can be best prepared to not just take the listing, but to price it right in the first place. Not pre-qualifying is unprofessional and can waste your time in theirs. Always pre-qualify 100% of the time so that you can price it to sell, not to sit. Secret number two is what I just said. The best price reduction conversation is the one you never have to have. All pricing scripts are best used at the listing table. 
Secret number three, don't lose the listing of a motivated have-to-sell seller over price. Now, that seems kind of counterintuitive, right? We want you to price it accurately, but we also want you to have some common sense about this. Uh, if they have to sell, you have to take the listing. Someone's going to make the commission. Shouldn't it be you? And it may be the case that they're going to become more motivated. We'll talk about those scenarios in a little bit. And the bonus secret is proper previous planning prevents pitifully poor pricing. Stop throwing a dart at the wall and lucking out because the market was tight. That is not skill. That is luck. Anything you want to add to secrets before we get going on rules? I'm just impressed with your rhyming. You like you got like a real you got like a realtor rap going on today. I'm just trying to make him remember stuff. But yes. So, uh rule number 1. I don't know. Okay, so all of this has the overlay of don't go unless you know. This there's my rhyming again. This is so that you will remember these things before you show up to a listing. You'll save time, you'll save stress, you'll save hassle. You'll be more comfortable when you've asked these questions. So, don't go unless you know number 1 what the seller wants, needs, or thinks it's worth. Pricing it right in the first place prevents future price reduction drama, even if they're thinking it's worth more than the comps. Not that that ever happens, right, pretty much every time. You need to know why and by how much and how they arrived at, quote, their price before you arrive at the appointment. So I always coach agents, you know, not to overtly react when you hear that higher price and to just always expect that they're going to be high. I mean, we're guilty of that. When you guys sell your own homes, you can be guilty of that. We all, you know, when you decide to sell, somehow your house becomes magically more expensive because it's your house. Well, your prospects are like that too. So expect to hear it. Just don't react to it. Don't be like, geez, don't you think that's a little high, <laughs> right? Or at worst, cancel the appointment just because they told you a higher price than the comps. Instead, when they tell you a too high price, there's a simple script. That's interesting, Mr. and Mrs. Seller. How did you arrive at that price without obnoxious tonality? Gosh, how did you arrive at that price? You see the difference? So listen carefully to what they say. Um, many times it's the, this next secret that I wrote down. They overprice out of either ignorance or arrogance. Ignorance is when they just don't know how to price a home. You know, that's your job. Square foot matters. Uh, bedrooms matter. Baths, views, condition, location it's not the seller's job to really understand all of that. They're not an appraiser, right? They've, they, maybe they've got their Zestimate and that's about it. So that's ignorance. They just don't know the kinds of stuff that you know that, that goes to creating value. Arrogance is when they won't listen to the comps and have reasons other than real value to try and justify their price. And we can talk about some examples of that, but it's either ignorance or arrogance. You've got to drill down a little deeper to find out which it is. So that's interesting. How did you arrive at that price? Oftentimes they're going to say, well, you know, I've got an appraisal from two years ago. Sometimes they're going to say that, uh, you know, their neighbor's they're house. They're going to say Zillow. Yeah, they might Zillow, say Zillow. Right? They might say, well, another, another way of asking what they uh, about price to, this is a nice little clever way of asking, is Mr. Seller, uh, it's been my, you know, have you, sorry, I'm going to reframe. Mr. Seller, have you seen any properties that you've seen sell that you thought were similar to your property? Maybe you went through them at an open house or maybe uh, during a holiday party or a neighborhood barbecue or whatever is the appropriate language for your particular market. What have you seen that you thought was similar to your property that sold in the last six months to a year? And it, depending on where you are in the United States, 
like, you know, Julie's mentioning uh, New York City, but it's certainly out in the West Coast and Florida and these big city markets. Real estate is an, a hobby that pretty much everybody has, you know, and they'll have an opinion of their price, of, of their property. And for the most part, you're going to find that most people also will use Zillow with quotes around it as far as what Zillow says. It, 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 this is, again, especially true the more upper end a seller uh, a house is because they're going to know that the Z estimates are pretty much for entertainment purposes only. So just another thing, use that script that I just gave you. Julie? Yes, that's right. They typically will have an opinion more or less educated. It at least gives you something to discuss. Um, you know, just because their neighbor's house sold for that price doesn't necessarily, you know, they, don't, they didn't know their neighbor's house was a five-bedroom with a finished lower level and a deck out back and the kitchen was rehabbed. They just know it was their neighbor's house. So that's your job to clarify all of that with your comps. Don't go if you don't know number two, the average days on the market for properties like your subject property. This helps set both your expectations and the homeowners. Now, here's the, the broader point. Often this will come out in Premier Coaching and the agent, and this is not just something I hear from newbies either, curiously. You know, they'll say, well, average days on the market in uh, Las Vegas is now, you know, 120. Okay, so that's a pretty big market, right? That, that covers a lot of ground and a lot of price ranges. But what about if your subject property is in, say, Summerlin, which is a specific community with specifically aged homes that have a lot of model matches to them? You've got to know the average days on the market for your actual subject property. Don't go so broad. Sometimes agents stop because they have a little, one little morsel or fact that they've memorized. You've got to do it based on your micro market. You know, when we sold in Columbus, the, the broader market had about 180 days on the market, but there were hot little pockets. I remember, you know, one little area in Clintonville, remember that Rosemary, it was like, I don't know, eight yeah. streets. And their average days on the market was 10, when the rest of the market was 180. Like you could list practically anything on those six streets, and it would be snapped up instantaneously. So you would be kind of dumb to uh, talk to your seller about, well, you know, you're going to have to wait six months. That would show ignorance to the market when they've seen their neighbor's houses flying off the market. So average days on the market for your actual subject property and neighborhood. Do be specific. Don't go if you don't know. Number three, similarly, the list to sell price ratio. This helps you combat when the seller says, well, we'll just price it high and let them negotiate. Or it helps you know if you can price it right on the mark and expect to get slightly more. There are still some markets where you price it right and you're going to end up at 102% of list. But most of the market, you're going to end up less than 100%. And of course, that you know, requires that you price it right in the first place. So what's the list to sell price ratio? It's the difference between the list price and what it actually closes at. So that can range anywhere, depending on where you are. We're seeing anywhere from 85% up to about 102%. And if you dramatically misprice it, that obviously gets screwed up. But how you counsel need, a seller so depends. Yes. Hover, hover there for a second. So list to sell price ratio. I know many of you don't know what that is. You've heard of it before. Um, so you need to learn how to figure that out using your MLS. Your MLS will turn out that statistic for you. Julie just said it, but it's really yep. important to understand the list to sell price ratio. There's one for your overall, you know, MLS. And then there's another for individual neighborhoods. And like she also said, one for individual streets. So you better know what the list to sell price ratio is. It's the difference between what the original list price was and what it finally sold for. In some markets, some MLSs, it's the difference between the final list price and what it eventually sold for. 
Um, you need to know what your list-to-sell price ratio is. You need to know what your market's list-to-sell price ratio is. These are the types of things that sellers are going to be insistent upon you knowing as they become more and more educated. Don't go unless you know. And this is all, by the way, list-to-sell price ratio and everything we're talking about is covered in the pre-listing pack that you get as far as uh, as part of Premier yep. Coaching. Premier Coaching is a, your turnkey complete a real estate system. It's not just a coaching program where you talk to some, you know, coach that hopefully has experience in your particular uh, with your particular situation. You get a daily coaching call with Premier Coaching. You get everything you could possibly need. It's in pre-listing packets, the scripts, it's the listing presentation, everything that you can think of. Many things that you can't think of because you're not yet there in your career, that's part of Premier Coaching. If you want to learn more about Premier Coaching, which you should, if you want to learn more about frankly how you can get a leg up on this market that's going to last at least the next two to three years. And in our opinion, when asked what we think the single greatest opportunity it is, there is right now in the real estate market, there is no doubt it's expired listings. You need to be learning how to go after expired listings. Text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris to 31996. And when you do, you'll be entitled to a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches where while on the call, you can learn about the coaching program. And also, you're going to be given six free books, The Real Estate Treasure Map and Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. So, Julie, I think you may have time for one more point. One more point. You got it. So don't go unless you know the number of homes actually competing with your subject property. I'm talking active listings. What are you up against? How would it compare in the eyes of the buyer? And a really smart listing agent goes to actually preview those homes and actually tells the seller that you spent the time to preview all of their competition so that you could more accurately recommend the correct price, especially if you're competing. That's a really, really killer way to convince the seller that you are the right agent for the job of selling their home. Here's the secret. Uh, next time you have continuing education, actually take an appraisal class. Probably not your first choice off the bat because it is kind of boring, but Take the appraisal class. That's going to help you become a more confident pricer because it shows you how to look at price from different angles, not just from your MLS. So related to that, and then I've got to scoot over to uh, Premier Coaching, is uh, rule number five, don't go if you don't know about new construction in the area that competes with your potential listing. Remember, when builders provide in-house financing, they often can sell a more expensive home for the same payment as your resale. So here's the secret. A resale home for 350 might be competing with new construction for as high as 500 if the builder has buy-downs and in-house financing with incentives. So know what's going on with new construction. I'll give you another hint to this. A lot of you guys that are in older markets don't think that there's new construction around, but there is. It may be in the outlying areas that are last to develop. You really have to know what exists, and if it exists, what are their special perks? So I'll turn the call over to you, Tim, so I can tee up my Premier Coaching people. Yeah, and listen, Premier Coaching members, you are crazy for not attending Julie's call live every day because you will get the attention that you deserve when you attend the call live. Listening to it in replay is great, but it's not the same experience as attending her coaching session, which starts in three minutes, four minutes really, live every day. You get your questions answered. You communicate, literally talk directly with head coach Julie. It's not like any other coaching program you've ever experienced. This happens every single day. And if you happen to miss the call, you can listen to it in replay. And remember, we also, coaching members, also have 24-hour, the 24-hour coaching on demand. So if you have any questions or any issues between coaching calls, just use the coaching on demand feature, and you get that question answered right away as well. So 
Guys, thank you for continuing to make this the number one listen to daily podcast in the real estate industry. It is our absolute and most it's our sincere and absolute honor that you have entrusted us with your future and with regards to your real estate business. And let's be honest, a lot of this translates into your personal life as well. If there's anything we can ever do for you, and a lot of you do email us, but you can remember, email us, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. We're always here to be of service to you. That is, again, that's our professional mission in life is to, for those who choose to listen to us, for us to make your path easier. And remember, guys, if you want ever-increasing long-term levels of, of success in this and any aspect of life, remember it comes down to doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, and that ultimately means being of service to other people. Remember that as you go through the rest of the today, and we'll listen to you on the show tomorrow. We do have a cool podcast, an interview that's happening on uh, Thursday. Make sure you listen to that one. In the meantime, if you need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.